0: Now, in these summer months, it's often time for a little shopping. Grab a few things in the sales, maybe take a wander down the local pedestrian mall. In fact, you can find pedestrian malls in any city or town around Australia. On ground level, they look pretty familiar. Fast food joints, brand name clothing stores, $2 shops, that kind of thing. But sometimes smack bang between the commercial shop fronts, there's that little stairwell that leads up to an Art Deco or Victorian building, something that was once fabulous but is now perhaps disused or completely unrecognisable. Often you have no idea it's even there until you look up above the awning. Well there's a group in Perth who have found one of these spaces and have given it a makeover for the creative industries to use. Here's the Assistant Professor of Architecture at the University of WA and also a co-founder of Space Market, Beth George.
1: Well you're on the Hay Street Mall and you're standing in a building that was constructed at the turn of last century. It was at the time purportedly one of the finest buildings in the Commonwealth built by Connor and Quinlan who were really prominent developers but this building has been variously worked on and changed over the course of its life so there's a tenancy off to our right which has a young ladies clothing store in it which would have been the foyer to this building initially and we're now standing in the little crack that leads you to a stairwell that takes you down to a suit hire place and upstairs to a cafe and co-working space and gallery that I set up with Space Market a couple of years ago.
0: Okay, so this in its day would have been a pretty majestic space.
1: Yeah, it really was. It was initially a supper club and tea rooms and we suspect the first floor would have been a ballroom or a, a, a dance hall because of the volume of the space. But the thing about doing projects like these when you work with buildings where people and people's parents and people's parents' parents have been familiar with this space you hear all of these funny stories so we actually, when an article was written in a magazine about the project someone called us up out of the blue and told us that if we pulled up the vinyl in the front entry at the foyer that we'd find Moana Chambers mosaiced into the floor. So there it is in front of us, (laughs) Well, at least half of it remains.
0: Moana's (laughs) missing but the Chambers is is, is left there you're right, (laughs) it it would have been gorgeous once
1: Yeah, it would have. And then this stair, we think, was put in sometime later, and it's a very strange stair. It's somewhere between the worlds of Art Deco and this sort of strange industrial language. You see the giant... It's it's basically suspended from the ceiling with these giant nuts and bolts holding it together. It's a very Mm. odd thing. But all of this, when we found the place, was covered up. We had this wonderful process of kind of undressing the building... You know, it was this kind of architectural striptease to find all of these great things that were laid waste underneath.
0: Well, let's go inside Moana Chambers in what is now a little bit returning to its former glory. You can see elements (laughs) of it as well.
1: Okay, so we're walking on original Jarrah flooring and we've got a geometric balustrade with Jarrah handrails on it that we had restored And on our left are some copper cabinets and again all of this was blocked in and you couldn't see it so we had no idea it was back here. And it's for
0: Space Market, what exactly is that? What do you do?
1: It kind of bridges between two worlds. So Space Market is a program that me and my partner Nick Brunsden set up which was about perceiving a gap in the property market where there were all of these wonderful residual spaces around the city that were disused and a lot of people who seemed to want to be in them, particularly people in creative practice and, and those sorts of worlds. And we just found that despite those desires and that implied connection, there wasn't one. These sorts of spaces weren't appearing on conventional real estate websites. It was always really mysterious as to who might own them and where they might be. There's a lot of people in Perth who are absentee property owners, and these, these places like this can be investment properties with up to like 40 owners and so on so we started taking on that role of mediating between the owners and the potential tenants with a particular interest in finding spaces of architectural merit that were had intriguing character or not necessarily ground floors, lots of first floors, lots of basements, little back pockets and oddities around the city.
0: And there are a lot of these oddities around Perth,
1: yeah? Yeah, there really are. There was an audit run by the City of Perth when we first started this project that established there was something like 20,000 square metres of disused space Mm. in the upper floors of the city alone. So the first floor is really largely forgotten, but that's actually a wonderful thing because when you walk through the streets of the city, you notice that... The ground floors are largely gutted and commercialised and anonymous, whereas you look up to the first floor and their heritage is impeccable. By virtue of their being ignored, they've also been preserved.
0: Let's go up and have a look then, just so I can get a sense. We're going up the beautiful stairs now. I'm with Beth George, who's the co-partner, well partner, let's say, of Space Market, and we're at the Moana Chambers, which is right in the centre of Perth's CBD. OK, what am I going into here?
1: We're going into the first floor of the Moana Chambers which was a dining hall in its first guise and apparently this was a real social melting pot. When we found it, it had been empty for a decade. Its last function had been a CD store but for 10 years nothing had been done with it and we walked into it and we were just absolutely smitten. Really high ceilings, beautiful detailing, timber doors and windows and one of the only balconies that overlooks the Hay Street Mall in the whole, well, on any mall in the city. So during, I suppose, the 80s, lots of external walkways were set up for navigating around the city at the first floor level, but actual balconies that are part of buildings are really, really rare. And the really great thing about being on that balcony is not just being on the balcony itself, but now being upper level and looking
0: down the mall at all of the beautiful heritage first floors. As people pass by. Just before we go inside, Obviously you've, you've reclaimed these spaces and, and the whole principle of it is to activate the space again in the city. So, so what exactly happens here? So what, what's inside here?
1: Okay, so it was one big room and we wanted to put a public program in here. We had no doubt about that. We wanted this to be a room that people got to visit freely. So we took that opportunity of having the front balcony to set up a cafe at the front of the building. And part of what we observed as space market, as these sort, sort of retail matchmakers, we noticed that heaps of people who were in creative industries and so on didn't want to be working out of their homes, wanted to be working with other people, wanted to work somewhere with a lively atmosphere and couldn't necessarily take on the rent for something themselves. So we started establishing co-working spaces and this is, this is the first mm. of those. And then those two elements are separated by a great big timber box which contains an artist-run gallery. We wanted to pay respect to this space when we worked in it. We wanted to keep our interventions minimal. We didn't want to touch the walls. We didn't want to touch the ceiling. So the gallery sits literally as this oversized box that sort of stretches up, not quite touching the ceiling, and contains its own program but then separates the two spaces around it.
0: What's the difference between what you're doing here and, and, say, the massive amount of construction that we're seeing in all the other areas surrounding the city? There's a lot going on.
1: Perth is constantly constructing itself, it's constantly trying to forge an identity that it thinks it doesn't have. <laughs> and there are a number of construction sites, not only in the city proper, but around its perimeter. So, famously, the City Link and the new project. Riverside and Elizabeth Key would be the the main ones and in the city itself there's always cranes going and so on. I mean up here on the balcony you look across the first floors you see more spaces like this and you don't see much going on in them and so we would like not solely to focus on fleshing out the existing stock but to reach a balance between those large infrastructural projects and the the minute fine grain of, of habitation that
0: And these are the ones that actually, at the end of the day, brings a real sense of, well, let me say a community to, to this part of town that maybe wasn't here before, I don't know.
1: Absolutely, and projects like these are evidence that people do demand more in terms of culture and diversity in the city.
0: And that's Beth George there, who is an assistant professor of architecture at the University of WA, a director of post architecture and the co-founder of Space Market. And that picked up a heritage architecture commendation at the WA Architecture Awards last year for their work on that building on Moana Chambers in Perth's Hay Street Mall.